Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star Sports podcast presented by First Federal, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. There was a smattering college football games last weekend. It's a rush this weekend. The first full week of college football begins Thursday, and so do the Missouri Tigers. Mizzou plays Louisiana Tech at Faroe Field at 7 o'clock, and there's plenty of curiosity surrounding these Tigers. you got a first-time starting quarterback in Brady Cook and the third defensive coordinator in three years. On today's show, you'll hear from head coach Eli Drinkwitz, and after a break, that third coordinator in three years, Blake Baker, takes questions from reporters. It's a big year for the defense, which got off to such a rough start last year, but the unit is full of experienced players, and maybe Baker can get the most out of them. Okay, let's get started. How important was it to get away from the final road game to start the year, and then to make this a Thursday night home game on a new platform? Yeah, first, just thank the administration for understanding that uh, this season, uh, you know, was going to be a, uh, is a challenge regardless. But uh, we, you know, had we not moved this game, we were fixing to have three of our first four on the road. Uh, in four of our first six, which I think would have been very unique for an SEC team to have that type of schedule. Um, you know, scheduling should be an advantage. You should use scheduling as an advantage, uh, whether that advantage is to help you uh, 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 whatever advantage you can to win games or advantage in recruiting. And so being able to have our own platform on Thursday night to be one of whatever seven to eight games that are our Thursday night, you know, we're going to be able to have uh, focal point on us. Now it's up to us and our program to take advantage of that and, and uh, to present who we want to be, uh, what our identity for the 2022 Mizzou Tigers is going to be. And so we're going to have to be ready and prepared and, and own the moment. Do air raid systems like they are going to run, can that help mass sort of talent deficit sort of in the way like a triple option does? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it could. I, I think the assumption is that it's um, – I think what it does is it puts your talent in space and creates one-on-one matchups. Uh, I don't necessarily think it covers any any deficit up. I think that's the, the the misnomer about that scheme. I mean, there's some really talented players that play in the air raid schemes, uh, but again, I think it just it, it creates space and, and they utilize all 53 and a third yards wide, and they're trying to win in a different me- uh, manner. Uh, the one misnomer about what Coach Cumbie does offensively is he has a quarterback-driven run game that he's involved, uh, that they use. Uh, last year, again, he used 12 personnel quite a bit to create matchups and mismatches in the run game and the quarterback runs uh, and still has the, the RPO game. Eli, your, your running game, um, what's, what's the health there in your backfield? And do you have any clarity on how you're going to use guys or what your approach is going to be with more of a committee approach with the um. Yeah, I mean, uh, fall camp. Nate has 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 been dealing with a couple of soft tissue injuries, and and we're hopeful that we're past it, but don't know that he would be uh, available for a hundred percent of the carries. Uh, Cody Schrader's been the most consistent player uh, for us throughout camp. Um, you know, and Elijah Young has proven that he can do it on this stage. So those three guys will be our three pri- primary backs. Whoever I, I guess, so to speak, gets the hot hands. Uh, or hot legs, I guess, uh, would, would be the guy that's going to continue on. You know, each have their own strengths and, and things that they do well. And so we'll play to those strengths until we feel like one has has kind of shown that they can handle the whole, whole load. Doesn't mean that the other guys on the depth chart won't get in. It's just those will be the three primary as we get going. In a perfect world, how much of the playbook do you 
100%, whatever it takes to win. I, I have no other concept other than being 1-0 and this week. Uh, again, I said it, you only are guaranteed one opportunity. Whether you're a coach or a player, you have no idea uh, it, 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 your next game. You're only as good as this next performance. And so we ain't worried about anything past Thursday night. Our, our sole focus, energy, concentration, uh, everything we got ready to roll. And uh, the best thing that we've been able to do through fall camp is prepare in that manner, but have all of our game ending scenarios ready to go. Got to have it calls. You know, what's our got to have it call here? What's our uh, end of game call here? What's so we're prepared for those situations, and uh, they're all up. Everything's up. They're a really good football team, uh, a really tough football team to prepare for. I don't know how good any football teams are right now, but they're a very difficult challenge for us to prepare for because, again, we don't know what kind of schemes they're really going to utilize. We have no film. Um, you know, their defensive coordinator, uh, the, the only positive we have is that their two starting corners transferred from Stephen F. Austin. So we can watch Stephen F. Austin tape and say, okay, these are the two corners. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it's, it's hard to know. I think you've talked before about the kind of the unknown of, of week one for everybody. But how long does that element of surprise or unknown last in a game before both sides kind of settle in and say, okay, we have a feel for, for what Yeah, I think the first quarter. I, th I think you kind of go in with a game plan in the first quarter, and then you figure out what the game is going to settle into the second and third quarter, and the fourth quarter is a standalone. you got to figure out how you're going to win the game in the fourth quarter. Uh, it, it always takes a life of its own. But uh, the, f the first quarter is really where you figure out if what you game plan for is what really is. Uh, and if it is, great. And if it's not, then throw it out the window and let's go the second and third quarter. I think you saw it yesterday in college football. You know, there were several games. You know, UConn was up 14 nothing on Utah State, and it took them a little bit to settle in and then uh, pulled away. You know, Wyoming, uh, Illinois was there tight for a little bit, and then Illinois was able to exert themselves. Uh, the Northwestern-Nebraska game was kind of a North uh, Nebraska tilt until the third, uh, fourth quarter. So, I mean, that that's the nature of college football. I think we all have to understand that when you're playing a, an opponent uh, – you know, how everybody views it's going to go in their mind may not be how it goes in the game. And so as a player, we got to focus on the only thing that we can control, which is to be 1-0 and focus on a this play mentality. The only thing that matters is not the final score of the previous play. It's this play. What do I do on this play? How did I play on this play? How do I perform on this play? And uh, yeah, go from there. Really? You notice that, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel very good about our top six wide receivers. I really do. I really don't think there's like a set starter at any of those. I think any one of those six can go in and win their matchup and execute the offense at a high level. And I think Brady's got a lot of confidence to throw into all six of those guys. And so I think it's uh, – Again, since I've been here, it's as deep and as consistent a group as we've had. Um, and it's as reliable a group um, from knowing the offense, being able to win, and then being able to finish the play. And so uh, very excited about that room. And, and, and quite honestly, you're going to have to lean on that room. You like touched on this uh, a little bit last time we talked to you uh, about the, the preparation going into a Thursday night game. 
final not just what what how different it looks going into that Thursday night game. Um, you think it's Sunday, I think it's Tuesday. So it's not that different for us. Today's a Tuesday for us. Tomorrow's a Wednesday, then it's Thursday, then it's Friday, then it's Saturday. And so uh, when our guys walk in today, they're thinking we're, we're toughness Tuesday. They know what to expect from uh, uh, what's going in today, what we're practicing, uh, what, what's the team meeting going to be like. They're in a routine. So that, that's, that's the difference is, you know, we counted backwards. So instead of it being a Saturday, it's a Thursday. We'll be in the hotel a little bit longer than normal, um, but it'll be like a Saturday night night game for us. So we'll be ready to rock and roll. Eli, the tight end room looks a lot different this year, obviously. What have you seen from Tyler Stevens since he came in that kind of earned him that starting role? Yeah, I think it's uh, Tyler Orkabet. But, um, you know, I think Tyler uh, came in in the spring. He's got an established uh, – he's played college football quite a bit. Um, he was a little bit slowed up in the spring because of a high ankle sprain, and I think only got to pr practice about four times. Um, so his consistency over the summer, um, he was a little bit slow in the development process, maybe the first five practices, but really turned it on. And uh, you can tell he's just more and more comfortable, not only in what we're asking him to do in the blocking scheme, but also in the route running. Him and Cabet have different strengths, but both of them have great length um, as, as far as creating matchups for us in the pass game. Uh, and, and we look forward to utilizing those things. Uh, so, these spots where you do have the or is it something that you're evaluating the next few days in practice, or do you have a pretty good idea of what you'll do Thursday night, and then what happens Thursday affects weeks two, three, all that? Um, I mean, I feel like we have a, a pretty good idea of how it's going to go for Thursday. I think we've settled that into practice. There's always uh, opportunities for people to. Uh, continue to improve and put that on display. But, you know, the game of college football very rarely plays 11 guys on either side of the ball. And so it's to make sure that they understand you may not go out there first, but you're going to play and you need to know and have your responsibilities. And I mean, this day and age with the transfer portal, it's more is better, you know. And so uh, you just want to make sure everybody feels like and knows that they're a part of what we're trying to accomplish. Everybody on our team has a role. You know, there's, there's guys that aren't listed on that depth chart uh, that have just as important role in today's practice for us winning Thursday night than Isaiah McGuire and Trajan Jeffcoat. I mean, we've got to get a great look down there at scout team. And so Makai Lee and Trenton Cedarwall and uh, 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 Val and, and Tristan, I mean, they've got a Curtis Peeler. They've got to go down there and give us a great look. Otherwise, we're not going to be prepared. Same thing on the defensive side of the ball. You know, like uh, uh, Serrano, uh, Jack Meyer. I mean, if those guys come in there with a ho-hum attitude about, man, I'm on scout team, man, bull crap, man, your role is vital to us. And everybody has a role to play in us winning and losing the game. And that's whether it's Molly or myself, we're all going to have uh, to do our part in order for us to play at the best level that we can to be 1-0. When you mention the portal in that answer, I mean, obviously the best guy plays, but. How different is it? it? Like, does that factor into? Hey, we got to make sure to get this, no. this guy a little bit of time. No, because at the end of the day, I don't factor in. I've got to get anybody in. If you give something that they haven't earned, it cheapens them. They got to earn it. Okay, they got to earn it. And at the end of the day, I got to lay my head on the pillow at night, knowing however it turned out, I'm comfortable with it. And I wouldn't be comfortable if I just gave somebody something that they hadn't earned. And I don't think our brotherhood would be comfortable with that either. You know, we, we, we all understand that the number one core value is always compete to be better today than we were yesterday and always compete to do it better than we've done it before. And so 
we're, we're not uh, happiness camp. This ain't everybody gets a trophy. This is college football in the SEC, the best of the best. And if you earn it, you're going to get an opportunity to play. And sometimes you earn it, and you're not the starter, but you've earned an opportunity to play and get out there. Yeah. I mean, all the experience on defense, I mean, there's so many familiar names of guys that have SEC reps. I mean, does this defense have a chance to be able to set the tone in games and then, by extension, help you guys offensively in that way? Man, this is a new year, new team. I, I don't know. Uh, what we did last year wasn't clearly good enough, so it's an opportunity for us to define who we want to be moving forward. You know, So whether or not we have experience or not, it really doesn't matter. We, we have a chance Thursday to set our identity, and there's I don't have a good uh, feeling that says, oh, okay, this is what's going to be on either side of the ball. Like This is a, a clean slate, and it's a great opportunity for us to go paint that canvas. And whatever happened last year happened last year on both sides of the ball. And what you did last year doesn't earn you anything this year. Uh, Law Tech don't care, you know. Uh, and so I, I really don't care either. I, I hope. Um, that they can, but I'm, I'm, we'll let them paint that picture on Thursday night. You, know, you, you say all the time that the play doesn't care who makes it. Yeah. But when you look at, at Luther and what you've seen from him, what kind of impact is he capable of having early? Um, I, I think, again, we've got to be careful of how much expectation we put and hype we put on this young man. He's incredibly talented. God's given him an ability to play the game at a high level. He's got a great competitive spirit. Um, but if there's too much pressure on him or too much pressure to get him the ball, the quarterback's forcing the ball into places that it shouldn't go. I go back to what you said, the play don't care who makes it. The quarterback's got to distribute the ball. And the great thing about the way we're wired right now offensively, I have confidence in all five skill positions that they can win their matchup. Uh, and if the play call is designed in such a way and they play the defense in such a way the ball goes to Luther, I'm very confident he's going to make a play. But I'm just as confident that Toski Dove, Chance Looper, Mookie Cooper, Barrett Bannister, and Dominic Lovett can make the play too when it's their opportunity. So the quarterback doesn't have to go out there and say, oh man, I got to get the ball to Luther. No, he got to make the right play with the ball based on what he's either attacking or the weakness of the defense. Buying your first home is a huge milestone, but the journey there can be confusing. First Federal Bank of Kansas City is here to make it simple. After nearly a century of serving the KC community, our loan advisors have experience in every type of housing market. With a short phone call, we can give you a free rate quote and talk through loan options. No pressure, no obligation. The road to home ownership can be simple with First Federal Bank. Get started with a free quote at ffbkc.com homes. First Federal Bank of Kansas City, because banking is personal. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Hey, this is Blair. There are several ways to access the Star Sports section. Let me tell you about a couple of them. There is Sports Pass. For $12.99 a month, you get unlimited digital access to all of the Star Sports content, including beat writing, columns, features, pretty much everything we write. The deal renews monthly until you tell us to cancel. For $159.99 a year, you get everything the Star has to offer digitally, including sports and the e-edition. Go to KansasCity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says start a subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening. Yeah, obviously it's game week. Uh, different sense of urgency. Um, I think, you know, we've had a really good fall camp, but uh, I think our guys are ready to, to hit somebody else. So excited for Thursday to get here. I know... Um, you know, the first game, you're always uh, concerned about, um, you know, tackling is usually the number one thing. And if you watch games, 
uh, from from yesterday. Uh, that seems to be an issue going into the first game, but we're working hard at uh, getting that getting that to where we need to be. But excited, like I said, for Thursday to come around. Look, if you go back, I guess six months, it seemed at that time like hey, got, got a long time to, to get this done, and now now that it's here, you know how much has changed. It, it's it, honestly it just. <laughs> The situation, how it unfolded, I mean, I tell people the sense of urgency has been since day one, literally, because we had, I think, two 20-minute walkthroughs uh, after I got announced as defensive coordinator to go out there and spring ball. So I feel like it has been nonstop. Um, and like I said, now now we're excited to, to finally hit somebody else and, and put it on display. I think we've come a long way in a short period of time and uh, continue to, to prepare for these guys, but I'm excited. Uh, you know, you kind of—it's kind of a mix. Uh, believe it or not, there's still some guys on that on the roster offensively that um, were playing when I was there, or, or maybe that we had recruited. So uh, that helps probably from a uh, personnel standpoint. But you're kind of hodgepodging it all together. You've got a quarterback that was at a different spot. You've got an offensive scheme that was at a different spot, and you've got personnel that was at a different spot. So we've kind of been uh, kind of hodgepodging it together, and um, you know, I, I think this game will be trying to figure out what each other uh, does and then making adjustments off of it because it's 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 impossible to say this is exactly who they're going to be. If you take kind of an educated guess at Southern Company's offense, like what would concern you? Uh, I think um, obviously tempo. I, I think that's, that's uh, when you look at the air raid style offense. Um, I think tempo is the number one thing. I think they're going to try to go fast, uh, spread you out, and, and um, you know, short short perimeter throws and, and – uh, you know, I think I think that's probably going to be the first first um, question we have to answer. Coach, transitioning from a camp mindset to game week, what do you what do you kind of want to see from your guys on defense that can prove to you that they're ready for a game one this week? Uh, I think the biggest thing is is um, how they come out with a sense of urgency in the way they communicate with with each other. Uh, I think as a coaching staff. You know, I've kind of challenged the coaching staff the last couple of days to, to back off in practice so we can hear these guys communicate. We're obviously not going to be out there on the field with them Thursday night. And, and two, uh, hopefully it's loud enough where they can't hear us. So um, they've done a great job with it this week. Like I said, there's a sense of urgency among, amongst the group. Um, but that's what I want to see. I want to see them come out, play physical, and, and be flying around and communicating. It, it was extremely useful. Um, like I said, you really saw with the young guys, but even, like I said, we had so many faces from a transfer standpoint. You could see some guys really starting to blossom and understand not just their job, but understand the entire concept. And, and ultimately, in today's game, you have to understand concepts because offenses can, like I said, tempo, they can motion, they can shift, and, and you have to be able to think and, and put it together in, in a split second. So I definitely have seen a lot of growth in the last two weeks from that standpoint. Absolutely. I, uh, I, you know, and I had two kids born there, and uh, I have a great amount of respect for Louisiana Tech. Uh, you know, in a lot of ways, it was um, 
it was a lot of fun. I, I, I love the head coach I work for. I love the community. I love the people. I love the attitude of the players there. So, yeah, you always reflect. And, and like I said, still knowing a bunch of the players, especially on the defensive side of the ball, um, you know, it, it means a little bit more. And, and I still kind of owe them one after, after when I was at Miami. So I haven't forgot that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if pressure is the right word, but a sense of urgency. I, I think. I think it's important for us to start fast. Uh, you know, from a belief standpoint. You know, as coaches, um, I, I do think our kids believe in what we're doing. But when you know, when you put it out there on the field and they see it working, that's when they really start to buy in. So, uh, yeah, I think it's always important to start fast and. Um, you know, we got a one and zero mentality around here, so we're just trying to win the win the play and then ultimately win the game. Yeah, Smoke was there when I was there, so I've got a lot of um, familiarity with him. He's an explosive playmaker, uh, dynamic with the ball in his hands. Uh, he loves to talk, so we'll be we'll be ready for that. But um, no, he's he's a he's a really good football player. He's tough. Like I said, he uh, he will be up for the challenge. Um, the other young man, the other receiver, um, the Harris kid. I think his film speaks for itself. I wasn't there with him, but he's he's a really good uh, player as well. I think they have uh, three returning starters on the offensive line, so they've got experience, they've got depth, and the, and then their two tailbacks, or really three tailbacks, are all pretty good players. So. Um, but I think the two receivers are, are probably the two most dynamic players. Malik, what, what have your conversations with Eli looked like as far as, you know, you've coached your defense before, some of those players, so what type of things or what do those conversations look like as far as here's what this guy looks to do, here's what you should be anticipating? Um, it, it, is there anything like that going on at all? Yeah, a little bit. I, I think, um, you know, from the offensive staff, they'll ask me, um, you know, when you look at it, the two safeties, Jaden Cole and B.J. Williamson, uh, I recruited, and, and they actually played for me. So uh, have have history with those two. Um, there's a couple other guys that were – Broderick Calhoun's another guy that comes to mind. Um, but, you know, when you look at, like, their front seven – Predominantly, a lot of those guys I, I, I recruited, but I was not. They were part of the last signing class, so um, I don't know them in and out, you know, as, as well as some of those other guys. Like at, a, at corner and safety, do you like to rotate a lot during the course of a game, or you more tend to stick with, with your? Yeah, I think there's some guys that have definitely earned some playing time. Uh, you know, we we have to. I think it's important that one guy's getting a little bit of rhythm. Um, you know, those guys are in phenomenal shape. But at the same time, I think there's been some, some guys that have earned the right to step out on the field early. So it'll be kind of a mixed bag from that standpoint. And then we'll kind of get in a flow and kind of get a feel uh, once we get a few games in maybe. But uh, if those guys, you know, if, if they've earned it, and um, I, I've kind of done both in my career to answer your question. There's been teams where – you know, those DBs have stayed in the other t the entire time. Then there's been uh, times where we've rolled guys in and out. So it kind of a kind of a mix. That's to be determined, I guess. Oh, absolutely. I always say there's no substitution for experience. So 
Um, you know, I've spoken at, at length multiple times about the, the depth of our front four, uh, and I think it's going to be crucial for this game. Um, like I said, as much tempo as I expect to see, I, I think we have strength in numbers when you look at, like, like I continue to say, three, four deep at, at all four of those positions. And then just not being out there for the first time. Um, you know, some guys it will be a significant playing time for the first time. Some guys will be their first college game ever, um, you know, in, in a packed stadium. So, um, there's not a ton of guys on our defense like that, so it definitely gives you a sense of comfort where uh, those guys are, are – you have more confidence in them just playing in the scheme, not being a, a superhero, you know. Coach, I noticed uh, Marquez had kind of a, like a club on a, on his right hand. First off, he's more shape. He felt like having some of the second question for that is, we know Dalen Carnell and Marquez are both men in that star role. Is it possible that we see, you know, any of the other safeties kind of uh, rotating in? Yeah, I think uh, Martez, his hand, he got a little bit banged up. He, he should be he should be good by um, Thursday. And then, uh, yeah, I think Jelani Williams uh, will probably be the first safety off the bench. He's done a really, really good job. I feel extremely comfortable um, with all three of those guys, Joseph, Jelani, and, and, um, and uh, JC. And then uh, Tyler Hibbler's done a really good job, I think. Uh, especially you go back from the spring until now, I've seen a lot of growth, and I feel comfortable. Um, you know, rolling too deep at all three of those positions for sure. And Jamarion Wayne's done a nice job. So we're, we're building depth in that room um, as, as the season progresses. What about Jelani's camp and Presio? He's, he's a guy that's had a little bit of a hard time staying healthy at times. Yeah, and I, I talked to him about that. You know, it's, it's, it kind of – that's kind of how I was in, in college. And I, I just talked to him about I know how frustrating it can be and how proud I am of him that he has not let it bother him. You know, it is not necessarily gone his way from an injury standpoint. But, man, he's he's dialed in. He's he's very cerebral. Uh, doesn't say a lot, but he knows what's going on at all times at, at both safety positions. He's, he's a very intelligent young man. And, um, you know, he, he always seems to be in the right place at the right time. Uh, so I've been very, very impressed with him, especially, you know, he didn't get to go through much of the spring from a contact standpoint. Uh, really hadn't hit anybody since the, the bowl game. And then when you come out here and we had a couple live uh, scrimmages, that dude did not shy away. I mean, he is running full speed like there's, you know, nothing ever happened. So really proud of the progress he's made since I've been here. Yeah, I think I think uh, his intelligence first and foremost. He's played a lot of football. Uh, he understands the game. Uh, he's the leader, man. He he really does a phenomenal job out there leading the defense. Uh, you know that position kind of gets us set, so uh, he does a great job. Kind of everything running through him. Um, but he, he's kind of he's kind of what you want in that position. He's he's fast enough to cover slots. He's physical enough to play in the box. Um, he's a really really good blitzer. I know he did a bunch of that last year. So, um, you know he he fits the bill, and uh, I, I I'm really really happy with where he's at right now. Uh, I kind of had you know like I always say I watched about ten plays, good and bad. I kind of had an idea watching him that he would be ideal. Um, you know, and I talked to him going back to when I first got into college coaching. He reminds me uh, skill set wise of like a Kenny Vaccaro, you know, um, who played at, at Texas and, and went on for the Saints and the Titans. Uh, but kind of that hybrid guy that can kind of do, do it all. So um, it didn't take long. Um, 
Yeah, it obviously, you know, Chuck was having a phenomenal spring and phenomenal camp, so so I hate that for him. And Carmichael is really coming along, so very disappointed for both of those guys because they were they were coming along in a, in a really good way. Um, you know, Devin Nicholson has a lot of experience. He's done a nice job for us. Uh, Damian Wilson, he's been much improved uh, from from spring until now. And, and then Will Norris, he's done a nice job. He uh, he's got a good grasp of what to do from a scheme standpoint. So I think it's going to be a little bit uh, committee uh, behind uh, Chad and Hop with those other three. Coach, you're the third DC in three years. Uh, can you kind of explain to the Duke fans why they should be excited for this, this version of the defense? You know, uh, and not to compare, because I, I really don't know what, what it's like the last couple years, but I think uh, it's an exciting brand of football. We're a, you know, a one-gap style defense that uh, you know, our whole philosophy is to create tackles for loss and turnovers, get the offense behind the chains. And uh, I think when you continually apply pressure, not necessarily by blitzing, but being an attack in front, um, I think, you know, it, it should give give fans at least something to look forward to in the stands. And, and just from an optimistic standpoint of being able to create negative plays at any given moment. So hopefully they're not going to get popcorn and Coke, you know, when the defense is on the field. Uh, yeah, who we have? Isaiah, um, D. Rob, and Chad. Uh, I, D. Rob is the vocal leader on defense, without a doubt. I think. Um, I mean, if y'all were out there today at practice, y'all heard him break it down. He's he's done a great job of challenged him early in camp, and he's answered the bell. I've been really, really proud of. Uh, when we did challenge him, you know, I always say that you can you can fight or flight, and he he stood up on on you know, all 10 toes and came out swinging. So very impressed with him, but I think he's kind of the vocal leader. I think uh, Isaiah is kind of the cerebral leader. When he when he speaks, uh, people listen because of how hard he works on the field, off the field. Um, but he's done, a, he's done a phenomenal job. Obviously, both of those guys are, are up front. And then you have uh, Chad, who's kind of, you know, as a linebacker, you're kind of mingling with the back end and wing, uh, mingling with the front end. So I think he's kind of the glue guy when you talk about all, all four guys. But I think, uh, you know, your two vocal guys would be Martez and D-Rob. And then the more uh, sit back and, and, and kind of take it all in before they speak is, is more Isaiah and Chad. Oh, it's it's because it, I mean, you know, in the NFL you get four preseason games, right? Well, in in spring or excuse me, well in spring you might get a couple of days, and then that's months ago, and then you get into fall camp, and you know you get maybe two three days of actually live tackling. So when you break down how many times did Martez Manuel actually tackle somebody, you know, throughout all fall camp, it might be four times. You know what I mean? So from a full speed standpoint, now we work hard on drilling it. Um, you know, a lot of different angles, a lot of different situations, um, a lot of different techniques. Uh, but, yeah, I think it just comes down to, to actually getting in there and, and having live, live shots of, of tackling. And that's why you see the first week usually teams struggle a little bit and then they, they catch back up. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our Sportsbeat KC production staff of Randy Mason, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. A salute to our sponsor, First Federal Bank, Their website is ffbkc.com. 
Hey, the Morning Sports Edition was 35 pages today. Check it out at liveedition.kansascity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sports Beat KC.